Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. Don't worry. We happy. Come on, stay on What's the up, rhythm. Dennis? God damn it. Hi. It's hard to do rhythm when we're on Skype and there's a delay. Two seconds ago, we talked about no breathing and no screaming, and I already ruined that within the first 30 <laughs> yeah. seconds. Great. You make me sigh. What can I say? Other than sigh. Sigh. Hey, Dennis, don't worry. Be happy. Why are we singing that song? I'm I just... <laughs> you started singing a song and I just went with the rhythm, so yeah. I... I'm an idiot that way. You, you, you're collusion, huh? Eh? <laughs> I guess I guess that's what you can call it. Uh, no, I'm just I'm in a good mood. I uh, was feeling pretty depressed for a little while, okay. and it just suddenly lifted yesterday when I was in the shower listening to something Lizzie, and I got really stoked. So I've been oh, having good. a good time since then. Why? Why don't you just listen to Thin Lizzie once a day? I try to, but sometimes it's like I feel like good. But sometimes it, it's not there, you know? Yeah, I hear you. I think some I should pre-program that scene from Elf where he gets hit by the taxi cab. Oh, Jesus, God. That shit makes me laugh so hard. And I think if I just pre-programmed, pre-programmed it into my, you know how that works, into <laughs> my uh, telephone to just, like, play every morning when I wake up, I think I'd okay. be a lot better off. Okay. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't know. What don't you know? I wish I could just... Put on Thin Lizzy and not be depressed. That would be, my life would be very different. Maybe that's like a business idea we can do where we just like, you know, we load up people's favorite things. With Thin Lizzy? And then when they're feeling down, sure. And then when they're feeling down, they just come to us and we like play it for them or. Yo, I mean, like, with them. The boys are back in town, even though like it's in a shit ton of commercials and like Mm. Toy Story and shit. That's a fucking good song. It's a good song. It's a good song. It's a little played out. I'll listen. No. Uh, if I want to really be, it's just, I mean, I love it, but sometimes I'm just like, ugh, not again. Have you ever like really listen to it though? Like really listen to it? Like loud? Just really like get into it. Get into the headspace. Like you're sitting okay. there at Dino's Barn Grill. If I really listened to it and, and got into it, I'd feel like I'm listening to a song about a bunch of D-bags. Yeah, that's true. You're not wrong. They, they definitely really seem to have some pumped, consent issues with that chick that used to dance around. If I really want to get pumped, I'll listen to Emerald. That's true. That's the best song ever. Hands down. I, I think it's was inarguable. Recent... Huh? I think it's inarguable. Eh, it's not my favorite. I was at a Safeway recently and fucking Cowboy Song came on. Wow. And I got a... really excited and almost told the cashier, this is one of the best Thin Lizzy songs in the world. But I decided she didn't care and I was maybe the only person in the store that would care about that. Josh, and speaking of made, which, let's stop talking about right, Thin Lizzy because this is you like... You made a right choice, <laughs> I just want to say. There are three people who I can name right now listening that care about this, and that's about it. So, so what's up, man? Um, Nothing. How was your Today's, holiday? Well, it's... Uh, well, when this episode... Very oh, good. Dude. That's good radio ship. Uh, we, it is December the 24th, so no holiday. Come on, dude. Kayfabe, baby. Kayfabe. You know, you know four people know what that means, right? Oh, my holiday was great. I got all the presents that I ever wanted. Santa leave, Santa leave you a little something in your stocking? 
he took a dump in my sock. Did he fill your sock with candy? Uh, no, and I don't know why you're lifting your eyebrows like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. That's uh, my favorite line from Santa Bring My Baby Back to Me by Elvis. Then he says he left a little something <laughs> no, he in says, your stocking? No, he says fill my sock with candy. <laughs> it's a thing that I sing to Jamie year-round, and she's delighted by it. And she actually did fill my sock with candy this year. She filled my stocking with peanut juice. Oh, nice. Which have so been it's not a sexual thing. A bit of a meal supplement for me at times. Uh, buddy. In these dark days of Christmas. Buddy, <laughs> we've talked about this. Peanut chews aren't meals. Also, neither is the frozen burrito you had for breakfast, you freak. I was in a hurry because I had to come in here to get ready to podcast. And then we sat here and talked for an hour. You know what? Can I say something <laughs> about you knowing you as well as I did? A lot of time when you say you're in a hurry, you know that you know, you know you're not in a hurry, right? You just make that. I'm in my version of a hurry. Okay. All right. Uh, well, actually, I do have some news. I got the result of my MRI. Shit, what's up? It's not good. Uh oh. Dyslexic heart. Now. Oh. Yeah. It's just like that. Uh, what's it, what's that show? Punked. <laughs> no. To so catch a predator. Quick story. Years ago, I lived in San Francisco, and I texted Josh. I said, oh, man, I went to the doctor. It's bad news. I was having, like, dizzy spells. It was kind of scary. It was going on for, like, a month or two. Just went away. Great. I think it was stress-induced. Anyway, so I texted Josh. I said, oh, bad news. I went to the doctor. And he said, oh, my God, what? What happened? I said, dyslexic heart. That's a Paul Westerberg song off of the single soundtrack, one of our collective favorite records of all time. Josh got very upset. And it. I realized that... Just like the time that I put a fake finger over my real finger that had a big slit down the middle and then ran out of the house and said, oh my God, I cut my finger, I cut my finger, and my uncle almost had a heart attack. <laughs> I realized that's a really <laughs> shitty joke to play. So that's why I did it here on the podcast, Josh, knowing that it was a joke because I'd already done it before. And but, uh, before you explained it, also something that appealed to me before people, all of whom I could probably name right now. Right. Um, it doesn't matter. What matters is the story. And the story is great. Um, but no, I got the result of my MRI, um, and I'm fine. You're good? What, what I they did find? receive, uh, actually, <laughs> actually they found a bunch of, uh, uh, liquid behind my ear, which I knew because I've had like a stuffy ear for like two weeks. So huh. that's it. Were they going to put like a, like a Capri Sun straw on there and like suck it out or what? I hope so. I made an appointment for the ear, nose, and throat doctor. Nice. Dr. Capri. No, it's this guy. I went to him like a year ago. Well, it's his practice and I went there years ago and got my little uh, nose procedure done. We got a little, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little snip snip. A little tuck. No, actually I got my deviated septum fixed by Dr. Who and... The next time I went, I got my ear looked at by this one guy, and he said he was new to the practice, but not a new doctor. He gave me a pamphlet about himself. Okay. And also invited me with a flyer to the recital that he would be singing in. Hmm. And I almost said, no, look at my ear and tell me what the problem is. So, because this kind of brings me back to a thing. I'm paying for a service, right? Right. Do I really have to fucking engage in conversation? We have covered this on the podcast. I know, I know. Um, just because you're paying for it doesn't mean you get to strip the person serving you of their humanity. You fucking heartless bastard. My, it's Christmas, but Dennis. But this isn't a coffee shop. I'm worried about my health, and this motherfucker's invite me to hear him sing Christmas carols. Yeah, I mean... Like, it, I ain't never heard Christmas carols before. It sounds like he needs to work on his boundaries. Thank you. Yeah, but... 
Jingle Bells, I don't give a shit. You took it more broadly there. Why can't you just let me have my thing? Because you won't let me have my thing. I'm allowed to eat peanut shoes for lunch if I want. You fuck. But you're not. So anyway, yeah, the MRI, they didn't find anything. They didn't say how to go back. You know, after our last episode, uh, our friend Alan of Werewolf Ambulance contacted me immediately after the episode dropped to yell at me about leaving the MRI halfway through. And I said, look, I'm fine. (laughs) And I was right. Because I know myself. That's not. You didn't know you were fine. You knew that you were freaked out by the MRI. That's different. I knew I was fine because the headache stopped a month ago for the most part. Thank you for doing that, Alan. It didn't change anything. I can't get this mama Luke to listen to me. I can't get you to eat real food for breakfast. Yes, you can. For breakfast, I had a giant pancake, so look at me. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. I don't have the time to parse them out, so I just pour it all into the frying pan. <laughs> just a mega cake? Did I mention I've been home alone for four days? All right, baby. Same here. Wee! I've got sugar tiredness. Yeah. Also, Alexis got me a box of Lucky Charms for Christmas, so she's not helping. Oh, I forgot Jamie bought some sugary cereal before she left. What kind? Like a... Do you guys buy like the fucking Whole Foods version? I think think it's like a Whole Foods thing. Oh, God. Grow up. Hey, it's still sugary cereal. What's it like? uh, Flax flax bites? (laughs) (laughs) Some flax whispers. Take that, you. Uh, but <laughs> you're right. starting. Yeah, I'm okay. Starting. Are, do you need 1st. to go back and get another MRI? <laughs> I'm fine. I think something starting, just burst. Starting January first, I'm gonna go no sugar for a month. Oh, good luck. That's my plan. You want to do it with me? No. Okay. I'll do this on my own. You don't know my life. What's that? I need sugar. I'm sorry, say that again? I need sugar. You don't know my life. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. I said to my therapist, I'm going to give up sugar for a month. And she said, okay, what are you going to replace it with? And I was like, touche, therapist, touche. Mm-hmm. I still haven't come up with anything. Probably crack. Porn. Anyway, what's up with you? Oh, man, just kind of kicking it here. Getting ready How for the holidays. How was your holiday? Oh, jeez. Oh, we got to really figure out where, what time. Well, you broke kayfabe, so it's not like you could just come in and out of it. For, for sure. How are your holidays going to be? They are going to be fine. Okay. Just doing my holiday thing like I always do. Kicking it. Maxing, relaxing. Probably eating more bad things. Having a good time. And I'm, I'm maxing and relaxing. inspired to do some stuff around the house. I have some projects I'm working on. So I'm probably going to spend a fair amount of Christmas Day actually like working on the house. Which will be fun. Okay. I, part of my uh, recovery, my, my miraculous recovery from my, my sad times yesterday was I went out to Ikea and got some stuff I needed. Went to Home Depot, got some stuff I needed. But um, I had a very... My Ikea trip was great. I know listeners were waiting on the edge of their seats to hear that. It was... Oh, thank God. I was in and out very fast. See, the trick is you go in through the exit, grab the things you need. Uh, my cashier was an interesting gentleman. Wait, hold on. You don't feel like you need to go through the all of the showcases to see how your dream bedroom would be hooked up? No, not when I need like a couple specific things. And I start with the as-is section. Because I found the exact Smart. thing I was looking for for 50% off. Deals. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck me? 
whomever. I tried to I tried to sell you that thing for two hundred percent. Whoever's trying to it. sell it to me at full price. Uh, my cashier did two things that that made him really stand out in my head. Okay. One, uh, my I had one of the the low long carts, and mm-hmm, the, the mm-hmm. thing that I was purchasing was a, a butcher block countertop thing. It was like seventy six uh-huh. inches long, so it was very unwieldy. And I couldn't lay it flat on the cart because then it would stick out way too far and it was low. It was a a trip hazard for Mm. passersby. So I had to kind of prop it up diagonally across the cart, which made it a little hard to control. Um, And then as I got things, I I laid them in along the side so as to kind of distribute the weight a little more evenly. So it was kind of like cocked diagonally while I was waiting in line. Yeah. Dennis enjoyed uh-huh, uh-huh. the use of that work, word. Uh-huh. So while I was waiting in line, I thought ahead and made sure the labels were all facing out so dude didn't have to touch anything on the cart. He could just scan them all in. That's smart of you. I, I try. I consider these things. I don't want to make anybody's job any harder than it has to be, especially this time of year. So dude starts to scan them. First off, he only charged me for the three small objects that I put on the cart. Or that I put on the, the, what do you call that? Conveyor belt. That I put on the conveyor belt. And I had a, a full cartload of stuff. And I was like, uh, I have all this stuff too. He's like, oh, is this part of the same purchase? I'm like, it is, yes. Uh, and then he proceeded to like tug on everything and it all fell. <laughs> okay. And he tried to fix it and just pushed the cart away. <laughs> Like he was, I don't know what he was doing. And then he redistributed it and redistributed it in a way that made no sense. And I was kind of like very flustered by it. I'm like, okay, I don't, okay, just do whatever. I'll fix it myself. And then he charged me, held the receipt out in his hands, and then bowed his head to it like so. Okay, watch out, watch out for me. your microphone. Yeah, I just hit my head on the, on the microphone. <laughs> he print, okay, so he printed the receipt out. He bowed. He to held you. it out two hands. In front uh-huh. of his, in front of him, and he then bowed down head. to it, and then handed it to me. Okay. So my guess is he's a big anime fan. <laughs> no, no slight, no slight against anime fans. You know, hey, you like what you like. God bless. But make pretend, make pretend. Yes. I don't watch anime. Do they bow to receipts in anime a lot? There is a certain class of anime fan who enjoys Japanese culture. To the point that they try to integrate it into their lives. And I think that this nerdy gentleman was one of them. Where it translates into nonsense. Awkward nonsense, yes. Okay. Did he charge you for everything? He did. Okay. He, he did. I had to make him do that. So I should weird. have let him just charge me $18 instead of the other amount that I paid. But <laughs> What were the two? Th- you said two things you liked about him. Well, the, I just I thought were worth mentioning. Not that I liked. And I said them. That he didn't charge me for certain things, and I had to make him do that, and then that he bowed. <laughs> you should have not made him charge made him charge you for certain things. I don't want to get in all that shit. Don't like want the it. fucking IKEA police chasing me down. Just nobody cares. Do you know how much money that place makes? At least a hundred thousand dollars a year. Man, they're living the good right. life. All right, so they're doing okay. And they got those gummy cola bottles. Probably $100,000 cash. Right? Damn. What is their secret? Balsa wood. Hey, man. So what are your holiday plans? Oh, shit. Uh, t- what's... Um, t- so t- uh, as we established, I-, I ruined the thing. Today is Christmas Eve. I'll be going to Mama's house tonight. Okay. A- and then tomorrow I will go to my sister's house. 
Hey, say hi to the family for me. Hey, I will. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, yeah, I'll. I'll uh, yeah, we're probably just gonna eat. And um, tonight, my mom will do her yearly tradition of. Uh, you know, you can sleep over if you want. <laughs> and then I'll do my yearly tradition of. I have my own know, bed. I have my own bed. Uh, you know, when I'm away from the house, I feel like I'm really wasting rent, uh, which I have said before. And You now, said that to me when I tried to get you to stay over at my house. That's true. And now I have an excuse of kitten. That's a good one, man. Hey, somebody's got to feed Fezzik. Exactly. How is that little fucker? What's that? How's that little fucker? Oh, he's a real piece of shit. No, so I'm really torn because he's such a sweetheart sometimes, mm-hmm. but he's real dumb. Like his new thing is when the dishwasher is on, he likes to get under it and dig out the some insulation? fabric. Yeah, the yeah, insulation yeah. and eat it. Okay. So I've o- had to only t- when it's on though. So far, it's only been when it's on. Hmm. I don't think he notices it otherwise. <laughs> also, when the dishwasher is open, he wants to get inside of it. Okay, well, that that makes sense. Cats want to do that. He wants to, like, drink the water of the dirty dishes that I'm putting in there. Like, he's nasty. As a cat person myself, yes, they're disgusting. I don't get when people talk about cats being clean. Uh, Yeah, they lick themselves, but they're, like, licking their own buttholes, too. So they're licking themselves with butthole tongue. Yeah. So then... The amount of time I've had to take poop out of my bed from cats... And not even like they took a crap, just like I'm talking like a little bit falls out or whatever. Ew, uh, that better not start. Who knows? I'll throw them, I'll throw them right the fuck the, out of here. Cats are garbage animals, but on the other hand, I completely love them and would be lost without a cat in my life. It's so it's then, a real catch fucking 22, eh? Yeah, so he bites me in my shoulder cat, at 5.30. Catch 22. It's true. Wait, stop everything. In. Catch 22, get it? All right, can I talk? Okay. We're talking over each other, okay. goddammit. Because you try to say catch 22 That was a good joke, though. And you didn't acknowledge it, was, it. Look, it was an okay joke. Is that all I have to do is acknowledge it moving forward? Wait, hold on. Catch 22. Oh, dude, nice. Huh? Meow, baby. So this, so he bites me on the shoulder at 5.30 in the morning. I don't know why. Because then I put his food out, and he's just like, yay. And then he sees it, and he just runs away. So that's shitty. But then today, he let me hold him like a baby for like 10 minutes. Aw. And then he fucking farted. <laughs> That this all checks out, and I had to get rid of them. I said, "Get the, right out of here." This all checks out. This is that that is cats in a nutshell. But they, the other night, I you decided... hold them like a baby for ten minutes, and they <laughs> right. you get really oh, this is cute, and then they do something absolutely filthy and disgusting. Yeah. So the other day, I decided I needed a full night's sleep, so I just like closed the bedroom door, and he didn't come crawling, like cr- scratching or whining or anything. So nice, nice to know I have that option. If he would just lay next to me in bed and just chill the fuck out, they don't do that. We'd be okay. I think I was thinking that I need to like have something here to tuck him out during the day while we're yeah. at work, or so then he'll sleep. So ideally, what you're supposed to do. This is somebody who has watched many episodes of My Cat from Hell with Jackson Galaxy. I don't. I've never pause. I've never seen that show, but now that I'm going to the pet store a lot more, I'm seeing his products. Mm-hmm. That dude looks like a real wackadoo. He's all right. <laughs> Just the facial hair. and He's got a style. He's got a style. That's, a, that's for sure. That's do. for sure. But I will say this. I appreciate somebody who's earnest. And watching that show, he has cried about cats a lot. And it makes me and Jamie cry. So he's all right in my book. But, you know, I've used that argument about why I like Guy Fieri. 
Because I feel like dude just loves a good sandwich. Like, I can get behind that. Hey, man, I'm not I'm not disputing that. So he likes to dye different parts of his beard. Who the hell cares? Hey, man, your style is your style. You do you. I, too, want to go to Flavortown. Yeah. Take me there. That's fine. Anywho, it's Jackson Galaxy. Live your fucking life. What um, does Jackson Galaxy say? Is that his real last name? Yes. Okay. What is Jackson uh, Galaxy He was originally Greek, and it was Galaxikos. Oh, Gary, it was Gary Gary, Gary Gygax. <laughs> what? That was not a good joke. Hi, I'm Gary I should have eaten a real breakfast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what So what does he say? You are supposed to play with your cats. Like, no. tucker them out. Like, come what, home what and about? spend a solid amount of time playing with them until they get kind of like out of breath. And that will help them sleep at night. But what about when I'm not home? I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Because he's sleeping during the day. Yeah, that's what they do. Should I get one of those things that is like a fake mouse under like a little blanket that just goes around and around and around? But I'm afraid if I just let, set it and forget it, by the time I'll come home, I'll be dead from exhaustion. I mean, you could try it. Are there any kind of remote toys that I can use? I'm sure there are. Get a drone. And just like drop just off fucking, packages Just fucking buzz them. Just buzz them. <laughs> you think you'd really be into that? Yeah. <laughs> Cats really like things that make weird, loud noises coming at them. Yeah, yeah. What happens when I crash the drone inevitably <laughs> into my cabinets and it falls onto my kitchen floor in a, in a ball of fire? <laughs> okay, maybe not the, the drone, especially because they're so fucking flammable this year. <sighs> this year? It's just cutting costs, getting them yeah, out there. yeah, yeah. But anyway, he's doing okay. When you come to visit at some point in your life, you can hang out with him. I Other, look forward otherwise, to it. Otherwise, you can't hang out with him. That's true. He's not going to leave the house, I would imagine, until he dies. So that's how cats live. Right. If you're doing right, it Josh. right, hey, don't let your cats outside if you're listening to this. It's bad for them. It's bad for the environment. It's bad for local songbird populations. Keep your cats inside. Oh, you should talk to my sister about that. Is she listening? Aaron. Uh, prob- probably not. But, but Josh... What? Uh, quote, quote, unquote, the cat wants to go outside. No, it doesn't. But it that's that's the argument. Yeah. Anyway, Josh, it doesn't matter. What matters is a return segment. Oh, shit. We're coming back to the streets of Philadelphia. On the streets of Philadelphia. Okay, so first off, I was on SEPTA. That is our bus system for uh, Seattle people and other people, uh, our Swedish friends. Uh, Vilkamen, Swedish uh, friends. Dankeschön. So I was on SEPTA, and this uh, woman was sitting on the front, in like the front row of seats. She was dressed like your stereotypical 80s ski movie ski bunny. Okay. Like, snowsuit giant sunglasses that like headband but that's really big and covers your ears yeah like an extra from uh better off dead exactly but she was sitting in the seat in a way that made her appear like she was bernie in weekend at bernie's like so she was dead (laughs) 
<laughs> she looked dead. Uh, I could have just easily, more easily explained that. Could I, could I try that again? So she looked dead <laughs> in that, like, her body was straight in the seat and, like, tilted back and just, like, staring, like, straight up. Okay. Sunglasses? Sunglasses. Okay. Well, yeah, that's... It was weird. Are you sure she was alive? Well, then two minutes later, she started moving. So I don't know what happened. It was like, te- I think it was temporary rigor mortis. Could it be that in two, he was reanimated by voodoo and he would dance? Oh, Is that what it was? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> this is a different time. How is it that we haven't written a movie? I don't know. Because apparently they'll make, have you looked at Netflix? They'll make anything. They really will. So that was my SEPTA adventure. Then I was driving just the other night (laughs) and the light turns green and I see coming from uh, my right hand side, somebody crossing the street. So of course we had to wait. Now this happens frequently in Philly. People will like try to run across the street. They'll see the bus coming from the other way or they just don't give a shit and we'll start walking. Yeah. And I always get really mad because I think it's like, it's like, come on, man, just nobody, everybody acts like they're in a hurry, but nobody really has anything to do. But the thing that set this guy apart was finger out, middle finger out the entire time he's walking across the <laughs> street to us as if to say, fuck you, I'm going. Which part of me was like, all right, I kind of appreciate that you're acknowledging that you're being an asshole. He's yeah, yeah. He's like, he's owning it. He's like, I'm going to do this shitty thing and I'm going to let you know that I know that it's shitty and fuck you still. Dude, the whole time he crossed the street until he got to the other side. And we're talking like Spring Garden. So four lane street with a median in the middle. Finger out the entire time. I was like, and good day to you, sir. Uh, that's all I had. That really made me miss Philly. Thank you good, for I'm sharing glad. those with I'm me. I'm glad. It was, it, was a, it was a classic <laughs> Philly moment. Uh, so Josh, real quick, I found a, a funny article. An interesting article on the internet. Um, actually months ago I found an article that I, um, I didn't, I never finished reading, but I was, uh, <laughs> intrigued by the topic. Yeah. You like how I don't read. The, I, it was a very, it was very lengthy, but I read like the first half and that's all I really needed. You didn't. So you're, you're talking about an article you didn't finish reading. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just the gist of the article, but okay. it's going to lead me to another article that I recently read. Okay. Hit me. So this one posted earlier this year in August. To kill or capture Bigfoot, the great cryptozoological debate. So there are some folks who want mm-hmm. to kill Bigfoot. And yeah, study. absolutely. Naturally, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I would think that was more of like a, a scientist is like, oh, that would be really interesting. This is from the co-founder of the Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research Organization. Okay. Who is like studying how to kill Bigfoot. His name's Jim Lansdale. He starred recently in a um, reality show called Killing Bigfoot on Destination America. I, I guess there's like a million channels right now. That um, yo, that is my station, dude. We I actually <laughs> all the classics. I actually was subscribed to it for a few months on Amazon. It 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 shows many many paranormal shows. Uh, also shows shows on prison. Okay. And also it had one of my favorite television shows of all time, uh, Hillbilly Blood. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Which was uh, two gentlemen in somewhere in the south, I think, in the mountains. And it was them basically jury rigging weird shit out of junk from their backyards to, <laughs> to help their neighbors that are living a hard scrabble life. Uh, that might be a little interesting. It was it was a great show. I loved it. So, yeah, Destination America is a good channel. OK, proceed. Sorry. 
So basically, the, the article is about this guy, Jim Lansdowne, wants to kill Bigfoot, and these other folks don't want to kill Bigfoot. Yeah. That's it. You know, um, John Kirk, the president of the British Columbia Scientific Cryptozoology Club, mm-hmm. said the notion of killing a possible relative of humans is tantamount to homicide. I, Which, I, I definitely fall into that camp myself. But you know, there are people that are right now petitioning state governments to pass a, a law stating that Bigfoot is an endangered species. You realize okay. this, right? There are so many people. I don't realize that, but God bless them. I've read so many stories about this, like, all across the country, even, like, up in Canada and stuff. It, Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. So, that article happened a while ago. Fast forward to a week ago. They killed him? Authorities say a man in Montana was almost shot by a still unidentified gunman who claimed he mistook the victim for the elusive mythical beast known as Bigfoot. Oh no, guys. Yeah. Uh Guys. After the gunfire died down, the victim reportedly approached the man who was shooting at him. Uh, The victim told police the shooter, who was in a black Ford F-150, said, I thought you were Bigfoot. I don't target practice, but if I see something that looks like Bigfoot, I just shoot at it. The victim reportedly said he wasn't Bigfoot. And the shooter responded by telling him to wear orange. What? Yeah. Like, also, like, how do you look at somebody and say, I think that person's Bigfoot? So they weren't sure if this was like for real. The cops were like, that's weird, right? So then a woman calls law enforcement after she saw that report. And she was like, yeah, a dude in an F-150 shot at me, too. What the fuck? Now, that time he didn't say he was trying to shoot Bigfoot. You say, oh, no, I was just trying to shoot a woman. Right. And hearkening, hearkening, mentioning that previous article, to be clear, Jim Lansdale, co-founder of the Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research Research Organization, who is in favor of killing Bigfoot, has no known connection to the incident. (laughs) Okay, good. So he wasn't just driving around trying to kill Bigfoot. (laughs) I'm going to get him. So here's the thing that puzzles me about this article. Uh, So walk through it, okay? Yeah. Blam, blam, blam. Oh, fuck. I assume you would say if you're getting shot at. Uh, truck approaches you. You don't run away. So this clearly tells me you're, you're living in the middle of Iowa and not like Philadelphia. So the truck approaches you who, if you're on public lands, you're probably by yourself or not many people around you in the middle of like okay, Iowa. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like not like a park in Philly. And then, like, this truck approaches you, just like, oh, let me see what this gentleman has to say. And the guy's like, oh, sorry, I thought you were Bigfoot. Like, how do you not, how do you not, like, yo, what the fuck, dude? Like, how do you not start some shit with that dude? Oh, I mean, he's armed, for starters. Yeah, but I'm assuming the guy was armed, too, because he was getting ready for target practice. Yeah, that would have been a nice shootout, though. Bigfoot-related shootout. (laughs) Men shoot at each other after one of them mistakes the other one for Bigfoot. I'm not a... No, here, here's what happens. Headline writer. Here's what happens. Uh-huh. Dude that got mistaken for Bigfoot, they get into a firefight. He shoots the guy. He falls uh-huh. out of the truck. He walks up to him, pulls off his mask. Guess what? Bigfoot. You were right all along. You think Boom. all his hair sticking out from under his mask? Yeah. What if Bigfoot got shot at and then went to the local police station to report it? How would that look? Can, can we can we play this out? Yeah, I'll be the cop and you be Bigfoot. Okay. All right. Type, <clears throat> type, 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 <clears throat> type, 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 type. <clears throat> oh, uh, excuse me, sir. Oh, <laughs> hello. Whoop! 
Uh, what are you trying to say, buddy? Uh, I would like to report a shooting. Um, okay. Who was being shot? He name is Jim Lansdale. <laughs> uh, and he was shooting at you or you shot him? He have TV show talking about <laughs> killing Bigfoot. Why, uh, and why do you think he would shoot at you, sir? Why this okay? <laughs> I can answer that question as soon as you tell me who you are. Bigfoot am just a guy out in woods trying to get his swerve on. So, he was shooting at a man named Bigfoot. Do you need a razor? And scene. Great job. Whoop! Okay, you're still going. I'm telling you, man, you take some of those improv classes, you move out here, we got a little two-man team going. Yeah, man. Big Fop Billy. Big Fop Billy. Bigfoot-based improv. Yeah, <laughs> All Bigfoot all the time. That's my Bigfoot report. We don't need to kill Bigfoot, guys. Yeah. Seriously, like, you're going to finally, after all this time, you're going to find him, or her, or them, whatever, and then kill it. I mean, I understand why somebody would want to kill a Bigfoot, but that shit ain't right. Don't do it. Yeah, like, what happens, so you kill him, and what? You find, you and then find you, out some, like, interesting science information, and then what? I mean, it would be huge if somebody did actually come up with a Bigfoot corpse, a real one that wasn't... I would, a bunch of fur and guts inside of it. Sure, but nobody would probably still. People would still probably not believe it if it was just like a corpse. No, I I honestly believe like if somebody found a real Bigfoot, they wouldn't have to do all the shady stuff that they do now, which is like, oh, we're gonna air quotes publish a air quotes study about the Bigfoot's quote DNA. That but, that's not like you could literally go go to like the local university and say, yo, check this out. And that shit would be real. People could actually look at it and be like, oh, shit. Okay. People could take samples of it and study it. It, it. If somebody found a real Bigfoot corpse, it would be legit. Like, Who says, yes, this is Bigfoot, and everyone says, oh, well, if that person says it, then it's true. Hmm. Uh, probably Dr. Oz. <laughs> but I'm serious. Like, Even if they had a corpse, that means everybody would be like, oh, okay, cool. I don't know. I think oh, people would still I mean, question it. I, think I would still question I th- it. I think the leading edge would be the scientific community. I don't think you remember. I'll remind you. They have found many alien corpses. Yes. None of which have bore who? The, the scientific establishment. I didn't. I didn't hear from them look, directly. I watched science shows about this. Look, man, they are very much of the opinion. And I agree with them that these motherfucking scientists, they're all nerds, dude. If somebody came to them with a real legitimate alien corpse, they would be all over it. But they're like, yo. Still, they're not real. This isn't a real thing. I would much rather see a living Bigfoot locked in a cage so I can come visit him and see how he acts. Poke him with a stick? Yeah. Yeah, how you like that, Bigfoot? You know what? I would rather see Bigfoot out living his own fucking life. In a city. (sighs) He can have whatever facial hair he wants. They can have whatever facial hair they want. They can have whatever gender expression they want. Live your fucking life, Bigfoot. Here's our TV show. Bigfoot in the City. It's <laughs> it's a remake of Caroline in the City. No, oh, I thought Sex in the just, City. That's probably a more um that's probably a better reference. Yeah, but I'm gonna know, go Caroline in the City. You know if Bigfoot was in the city, dude. Wait, isn't there a lot of like over um not overdub, but like uh well voiceover in Sex in the City? Like isn't somebody keeping a diary? I have no idea. Let's make pretend it is. Okay. Um 
Living in city is really fabulous. <laughs> Bigfoot have any facial hair or gender expression them want. Never knew building could be bigger than tree. <laughs> and show. Uh, I think that'd be great. Bigfoot in the city. Bigfoot sex in the city. Yeah. It's just hardcore pornography. Dude, you know Bigfoot would be getting so much whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would just be ripe for the picking for him. He could just go, yo, so many people would fuck a Bigfoot. Just for the story. Just for the story. So Bigfoot many people. Bigfoot. I guarantee so many people would fuck a Bigfoot. I'd fuck a Bigfoot. I'd fuck a Bigfoot, too, dude. <laughs> I don't think I would. Should we cut this part out? Yes. Um, okay. I'm, look, so, if the vi- if the vibe was right and Jamie gave me the the go ahead, I would. You know. I don't think I would. I'd hang out with him. Though, hey man. For her. You only live I'd once. Ha- I'd hang out with a Sasquatch. I'm, I'm gonna be dead one day, and when I'm dead, I can't fuck a Bigfoot. So you know. That's true. Well, Bigfoot could fuck you. you. Carpe diem. Carp the diem. I j- that's uh, so. To just to finish that. That segment, Josh, pro-murder of Bigfoot. Dennis no. wants Bigfoot to live. Oh, Dennis, pro-capture of Bigfoot. Josh, pro-let Bigfoot live. Only. Just letting him fucking, letting him live. Okay, all right. Also, have, having sex with whomever they, they would like. Sure. You know? Have love wins, awesome. love wins. Hey, Bigfoot. even in Bigfoots. Bigfoot love wins. All right, so Josh, since yes. this is our last episode of 2018. Good riddance. We're going to do some top five lists. Good riddance, 2018. That was a bad way to start because this is not about how 2018 was bad. No, yeah, this is... I, I forgot to make my list even though you told me like a week ago. So I just did it before, <laughs> before we started. But uh, I wanted to do a bottom five list and you were like, no, that's not the vibe I want to have. And no. then we start the segment and you say good riddance. And I'm just like, I was just going to correct myself and no. say, yeah, I wanted to do this because 2018 has been... Much like 2017 and 2016, it's been a tough year. We're we were having a, a quite a hell of a run here, guys. Uh, you, and you, think you just make it hard for yourself with, dog, by not listening to Thin Lizzy. I'm not talking about my my own life personally. Oh, I'm talking about the we, fucking world at large. Look around. What's wrong with it? We got President fucking fucknuts. No, everything's fine. It's a garbage fire. I'm gonna but go that's, back. Hey, 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 Look, hey, hey, gonna, hey, 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 it would be very easy to point out the top five, the top ten awful things, worst things of the year. But let's not do that. Let's talk about the good shit that happened this year. The, the things that our own personal top five of just whatever from 2018. So that that was my idea. Let's let's focus on the positive. I like it. We went from negative to positive. Oh, look at you, Biggie Smalls. And it's all good. I actually listened to Juicy when I was making my breakfast burrito in the was microwave. It juicy? Hold on, hold on. Hold yeah. On. Okay. Let's. You gotta analyze a couple things in that sentence. Uh, you were reheating your breakfast burrito. 
in the microwave. You didn't actually, I don't think you were making it. Also, did you just listen to Juicy for like two minutes while the microwave was on? I'll listen, I'll listen to half of this one song. Well, I put the microwave, I put the burrito in the microwave as Juicy was playing, and then I fed the cats while I was waiting for the burrito to cook. Wait, do you think the burrito was so bad because you put it in the microwave for about 65 minutes? Oh, it's gonna be, oh, 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 it's gonna be hot and nice when it comes out of here. Oh, God. Juicy is not 65 minutes long. What are you talking about? I don't know how long Juicy is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rap record. I'm assuming it's like really long. Uh, hold on. Uh, Notori. Oh, God. Notorious Pig. I'm going to say it comes in at around the three minute mark, maybe. What's your favorite song by Notorious Pig? I mean, Juicy, probably. How's that song go? Hypnotize is good. What's the song? Juicy? How's it go? Do we need to be doing this on the podcast? She's juicy. Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. That's juicy? Yeah. What did I think that song was called? I don't know. Get it back on track here. Do your juicy research after the fucking show. Wait, the record's called Ready to Die. Yeah. You were I was listening, listening to, to the song Juicy. I thought you said the record Juicy. No, I said the song Juicy. The record Juicy is 69 minutes long, by the way. No, the nice. record Ready to Die is 69 minutes. Jesus Christ. Nice. Can we get back on track here? Yeah. And start your top five. Do we need, like, music? <sighs> sure. Ready? You just want to sing it together? I just sighed because I have to find music now. <laughs> no, we'll just sing sing the theme song together. We know what it's going to be. Okay. Ready? One, two, three, four. It's a new top year. Five, top five, top five, top Let's five. Let's talk about the best things from last year. In fives, top five. I don't think we really lined up in that song. Yeah, we need to tighten up a little bit next okay. year. All right, we'll get this down one year. All right, go for it. Josh, what's your All right, top so five? this list is not in any particular order. Um, so I'll just start one of my top five things from this year was the release of fallout 76 there's an asterisk next to that Mm -hmm. because as it is fallout 76 is not a great game i think some of the outrage on the internet is somewhat warranted it it seems like a bit of an unfinished game but um i get to play it with jamie because we now own two playstations i get to play it with the one and only dennis and very good friend of ours and listener of the show, Dave, who is a guy that one of my my best friends of all time, who he and I are, we have the, one of those types of friendships where we'll like not talk for a couple of years, maybe, but we've reconnected and talk pretty frequently now. And okay, let's change this to your top five friends. What is this no. fucking MySpace? Continue. <gasps> top, what's your top 16? Go ahead, continue. Uh, but... Just getting to play a game with some of the people that I love the most in the world is awesome. And it's the experience of playing with my friends put onto the, a framework of a game series that I love, like the familiar mechanics and everything, like Fallout, you know, Fallout 3, New Vegas, Fallout 4, I have played for thousands of hours. So getting to do that stuff with my friends, even just doing dumb shit like, Hey, Dennis, uh, I have those plans you need. Here, come get them. And then throwing a Molotov cocktail at you, even though it's not going to hurt you. Like It's a good bit. It's funny. It, we cackle like goofy idiots helping Jamie build her house. You know, she's building the house. I'm gathering wood for her. And then shooting a 
a rad stag and bringing back a rad stag steak and cooking it and saying, hey, I got dinner for us. Like, it's goofy, dumb bullshit, but I love it. So, like, it's my favorite video game of the year just because of that, even though it's not a great game, guys. No, it's so, it's so shitty. It's very broken. I put it on my top five, too, just because I I have uh, been enjoying playing with Josh and Dave, but... I didn't enjoy last night when we were playing, and I couldn't see Josh anymore after we entered a mine together. It makes no sense. We were both invisible to one another. I had the benefit of seeing uh, your your player tag floating around above where you should have been, but I was apparently completely invisible to you. Yo, but if any of you out there are playing Fallout 76, hit us up. We'll play. How do they do that? We can uh, manage our inventories together. (laughs) No, no. How do they find us? I mean, email us. You know what? Just find us. Just email us. (laughs) Josh and Dennis at gmail.com. And and we'll play some Fallout with y'alls. Yeah. See how terrible we can be together. All right. I'd put that on my list as well, like I said. So, Josh, let's go to your number two. All right. Uh, My number two is, okay, this is maybe not a super positive thing, but the film Hereditary. Did you see this one, Dennis? No, as I mentioned when I was trying to make my list, I don't think I saw a lot of movies this year either. So I couldn't really put stuff on here. So go ahead. Okay. Uh, Hereditary, it's a fucking bleak, dark horror movie, but it is one of the best horror movies I've seen in many years. It was brilliantly done. uh, And the thing I really enjoyed about it was that it was a supernatural horror film, but the supernatural horror piggybacks on very real fucked up family dynamics so it gets you with the thing like oh does my mom love me and then adds the supernatural horror on top of that which made it so fucking effective and very visceral i think and it's just it's a haunting movie i've still only seen it the one time and i i almost don't want to go back because like the experience i had with it was so profound but it was just fucking stellar awesome awesome movie Sounds kind of heavy. It's very, yeah, heavy. And I, uh, yeah, uh, definitely a bit of a trigger warning. Uh, I would avoid it if you've ever had any issues with dissociation, anything like that. Like, it's a very heavy, fucked up movie. So if you can't handle that stuff, I would steer clear of it. It's gnarly. It's not a fun movie. So, yeah. Okay. Dennis, how about um, you? For me? I'm, I, you know, had a real hard time making this list, so I just put cake on there. Had a lot of great sweets this year. Um, Alexis made a couple good cakes. She made a cake for my birthday. It was like a um, white cake with a, a berry, homemade berry jam in the middle. Ooh. And fro- frosting. Oh, that was spectacular. You know, Alexis might be the best baker I know. She's made some pretty killer cakes, and the... and. Early on, I was like, oh, my God. Like, she made a cake for the... Like, we were together for a month, and she made a, made a cake for my birthday. And I was like, holy shit. Like, first of all, that's crazy. That's really nice. Second of all, this is, like, one of the best cakes I ever had. And she goes, I don't want to talk about it. I'm, 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 I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry? What? She's like, it's not that good. And the fucked up thing was, she was right. Because the next cake she made was, like, way better. God damn. So that's why sometimes she'll be like, how was it? I'll be like, well, look, here's what I didn't like about it. And I know that's not being shitty because she wants that actual That's what she wants, she's yeah. trying to make a better cake. So I could be, I'm down with that. Yeah. Um, also had a bunch of really good donuts. All right. Mm. Donuts are great. 
Oh, man. There's a couple of great places in Philly right now to get donuts. I'm a fan of hitting up Dottie's every time I come back. Dottie's is good. I think, you know, there's like a chain that's kind of famous in Philly called Federal Donuts, and it's not really that good. But people think it's great, and they're like yeah. two two fifty per donut. Okay. Which is kind of crazy. Dottie's is a little pricey because it's vegan. I get it. It's like a hard, little harder to make, but... Oh, man. You go to Beeler's and the Reading Terminal, they go, oh, that shit's so good. I love a good donut. Uh, more reason as to why I'm going to stop eating sugar for a month. But That's also fair. the really good pie place in Philly is closing down in a week. And it's a kind of a bummer because the pie was so good. They got this oatmeal pie. It was like a like a gooey kind of oatmeal pie. Like almost like a, like a moist oatmeal cookie. So it, good. For some reason, you saying gooey just now kind of... Made me feel weird. It was gooey. Like ooey gooey. <laughs> Did that help? Like an ookie cookie, you mean? <laughs> no, but I went there once over the summer and got the pie. It was really good. And then I went back and I got the pie milkshake where they put the pie in the milkshake and blend it up. Oh, it was pie fucking, milkshake? It was fucking awesome. You fucking kidding me? I love sweets. Oh, now I want pie and See, donuts. I love, I love cake more than pie. Oh, nothing also, better, by the way... Nothing better than a pumpkin pie, in my opinion. You love a pumpkin pie. Nothing better. Also, when Alexis made a cake for my birthday, she also made a vegan cake for the vegans. That... I appreciate that about Alexis. Two cakes. And her vegan baked goods are always... Like, if her quality baked goods were available here in Seattle, I would be going to buy that shit every week. I have tried to convince fucking hard-earned her. money. I have tried to convince her to make them commercially, but uh, her, her argument is uh, no, because then I won't enjoy baking anymore. Yeah. And I was like, I get that. That's fair. Yeah, I would hate to make any money off of podcasting. I know, right? Then it would just feel like a job. I know. It, it definitely doesn't feel like a job when I'm spending three fucking hours editing. Oh, Jesus Christ, what am I doing with my why life? It, why does it take me so long to edit? Do you think we should just uh, send this out to somebody? Support our Patreon, folks. We're announcing it. Right you, know, we now. Have, you know we have to set it up first before we can get people to support it, right? I, I know. We don't have a Patreon yet. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to set up a Patreon right now because I don't want to face reality about how much money we would really make. Yeah, and people would and people would start to expect things from us. I know. We'd have to really deliver. Anyway, to okay. your number three of your top five of 2018. All right. If you have listened to any episodes of the show, you know that I have replaced human contact with podcasts in my life. So I spend close to 40 hours a week listening to podcasts. So I am quite a podcast connoisseur at this point in my life. Uh, And I just wanted to briefly touch on three of the podcasts that I enjoyed the most this year. The first one is the first two are new ones. The first one is the podcast Hey Riddle Riddle which comes from Adel Rafai of Hello from the Magic Tavern, another one of my all-time favorite podcasts, along with Aaron Keefe and JPC, John Patrick Cohen, I think. Hmm. And it's just a really goofy podcast done by three friends uh, where they're just reading each other riddles that they find in shitty books or off of the internet. Half the time, the riddles are really bad. Hmm. And, you know, it's one person is old man riddle, as they call them, each week. And they're the ones who bring the riddles and the other two have to answer. The show, the the premise itself is not really, the riddles aren't what I'm showing up for. It's the fact that they're three very goofy people. They're friends and I love that chemistry in a show and it's fucking hilarious. 
Yeah, I kind of hate that you got me into it because I'm like, this is going to be so stupid. And I was like, it is so stupid, but it's really it's endearing and fun. Dumb, but like every week it is the podcast that makes me have to stop welding because I'm laughing so hard that I'm almost crying. Like, And there's an improv Pot, uh, there's an improv uh, part to it. An imp- yeah, yeah. They'll do like little it. improv scenes while they're trying to figure out while while they're all spitting out dumb idiot answers for the riddle. Uh, someone's like, "Okay, I need to see that acted out." Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking hilarious show. I I can't recommend it highly enough. Really good. Okay, my number two is the podcast "The End of the World" with Josh Clark. That's my old buddy Josh Clark from the long-running and one of the most famous podcasts, Stuff You Should Know, who I've always loved him because he has a bit of a mush mouth. And the fact that he's on one of the most successful podcasts gives me hope as a, a mumblord myself. Yeah, this show, it's a 10-episode series about existential threats to the human race. Hmm. And it is very much, if you like this show, our show, like the the weird shit we talk about, aliens, uh, simulation hypothesis it's all sort of in there and it's very apropos of that stuff and it was just one of the best produced and put together podcasts i think i've ever heard it's just super compelling uh very well researched just top notch i kind of want to listen to it again because i enjoyed it the first time through but definitely funny it's not funny Ah, and there's like a couple little little bits here and there that are you know chuckle worthy but overall it's very it's kind of sobering and kind of makes you really think about the fact that we could get wiped out easily by a vast number of things and that we should be a little bit better about how we conduct ourselves in the world and the universe. Also kind of reinforces the fact that I think there might not be aliens, so maybe I shouldn't put this on my best of. Don't say that. Anyway, check that out. The End of the World with Josh Clark. And my number three, I've talked about it on the podcast before, so I won't get into it too much, Uh, I re-listened to the entirety of the Magnus archives again while I'm waiting for the new season to kick off. And that is the best narrative fiction show I've ever listened to, hands down. It blows everything else out of the water. It is so well written. There is so much stuff happening in it, like from episode one that fits into the greater framework of the storyline. Like it's, it's fucking brilliant. I actually backed them on Patreon after I finished listening to this because so I was like, happen. yeah, I yeah, I've decided I, I need to give a little more money to the podcasts. I, I think doing a podcast, it's like when being in a sh- in a shitty DIY punk band made me really appreciate how much work goes into bands. So I try to support touring bands now a lot more, like even if I don't really want to, I'll buy something from them because I'm like, I, I appreciated them. I feel that way about podcasts now as somebody who does puts a lot of work into this podcast. Yeah. So the Magnus Archives, awesome horror narrative fiction. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. It's fucking brilliant. You listen to all 120 episodes? Yes. Jesus. They're short. They're all like under a half hour for the most part. Mm. So I listened to it over like a month and a half, I guess. It would take me years to get through this. Yeah, but I also, as I said, spend 40 hours a week listening to podcasts. I wish that was my job. I mean, I know I wish that I could do that in my I know that's not your job. <laughs> if somebody was paying me to listen to podcasts, it, yo, if somebody out there wants me to listen to podcasts for money, get at me. We'll discuss salary options. I'm telling you, get into editing. Yeah, that's make not little, listening to a podcast, though. Trust me. Make a little scratch. My All turn. Right, Dennis. How about you? 
All right. Um, went on. Uh, you know, I'm going to. I thought of this real quick. I'm going to put road trips on my top five. Took nice. a little road trip to uh, North Carolina. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. But it really just cemented the fact that I, I love taking a long drive off yeah, of man. work, going somewhere. Like, even when I'm on vacation to somewhere, like, not going on a road trip, but going on, like, a vacation at the fly. Like, I love driving to somewhere weird. Like, when we were out in Seattle, which was also this year. I know. That's I how we started off 2018. Right. Was a road trip. But, yeah, driving to some weird-ass, like, part of... Washington that I'd never been to before, just looking around and like what's there and different scenery. It's kind of cool. We're still hoping one day to do our Southwest U.S. National Park uh, weird place uh, road trip. I get to uh, Roswell and the Salton Sea. And I, hey, we should talk about this after the show. Yeah, I heard heard you were talking about it. I've convinced Jamie as well. That we should go to Roswell at some point. So, yeah, let's let's do it. Yo, let's rent an RV. Nice. Yeah, that's actually uh, my friend David and his wife Shannon. When they went to Roswell, they rented an RV and we're just kind of traveling around and did that. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I love a road trip. There's nothing like just kind of shaking up your life and getting out of your daily routine because you get you can get very stuck in that. And just getting out and realizing that there's more world than the world that you have yeah. directly in front of you is very eye-opening, and it's good good for the brain. Good for, hey, yeah. it's good for the soul. Oh, chicken soup for soul. If you can. If you have the means to make it happen, of course. Yeah, if you can, of course. Anyway, I hope for more road trips in future, but I love that this year. Josh, so you have much longer descriptions for yours because you thought about them longer, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so my other thing on the list was the wedding of my friends Jenny and Will, who listened to the podcast. You said yeah. that in a question. Oh, wait, is this the, the people that were messing with you with the with the tumbleweave? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tumbleweed, not tumbleweave. What? Yeah. I, they, I, <laughs> potato, I think, potato. I think they still listen. They listen at one point. Oh, but uh, yeah. I hope I hope they're still listening. But yeah, it was and it was funny because I've talked on this show about how I don't like weddings and they had been thinking about asking me to actually take part in their wedding and were scared to ask me because I had talked about how I don't like weddings on the show. But we talked about it. And yeah, their wedding. Um, I, I think my main thing with weddings has always been it's so formal and because it's so formal, it's very impersonal to me. And I feel like big events celebrating someone's life someone's death, you know, not celebrating someone's death, but you know, anything surrounding the big aspects of life. If there's a lot of formalized stuff in it, it just really kills it for me. So I've been to a lot of weddings where I'm like, this just seems kind of passionless. It seems like people are going through the motions. But Jenny and Will's wedding was amazing to me because it was held in their backyard. It was very fun. It was very goofy. And it was earnest. It was very sweet. They conducted a ritual that I led. They allowed me to pick my title. So I was the dungeon master of the ceremonies okay. because uh, Jenny is in my ongoing D&D game. And yeah, I, I got to stab a bag of beets that was under a white sheet with a curved dagger. Did you make that part up? No, they wanted me to do that. I provided the dagger, though, of course. Of course. And it was very silly uh, but very sweet and weird. And I was just like, oh, yeah, a wedding doesn't have to be any of that dumb shit. Like, it, you could just make it up yourself and do something awesome. 
Absolutely. And I, I mean, I've been to, to weddings that have those elements in the past, but this is the first one I went to that felt 100% start to finish, like came from them. It was a reflection of who they are as people. And I love them both. I loved the wedding. It was rad. So Jenny and Will, if you're listening, I hope you are. Thank you again for letting me be a part of that. It was an awesome experience. It sounds lovely. Dennis? I said it sounds lovely. Yeah. And I said, Dennis, your next pick. And I said, it all sounds lovely. My next pick. I didn't do this one on the fly. I thought about this. I decided this year that I'm spending, I want to spend more time playing board games. I've been really Mm -hmm. having a good time playing. Kind of uh, getting away from role-playing games just because I don't know why. I don't dislike role-playing games. I just felt like I've I've done it a lot. So I want to really play some board games. I think role-playing games are also more of a commitment. Like, there's more work going into them, so you kind of... Yes. I yeah, think that's you need, a, to, you need to sign on for it, and that's, I think that's, that's a lot a to handle. Yeah, because yeah. I like a campaign, and, you know, I can't... I sometimes can't give that kind of time every week. I sometimes mm-hmm. can't give... I can't give that kind of time every week, so board game is a nice contained thing. Sure. So, went to PAX Unplugged um, a couple weeks ago here in Philadelphia. PAX is... Uh, giant video game convention but pax unplugged Mm -hmm. is specifically for tabletop games role-playing games and board games and um yeah so i went last year was the first year they had it i went for a day i said oh i gotta go more for a day so this year i got a three-day pass i had a great time just like playing new games um meeting other weirdos that like games meeting people that make games and were so stoked to have us like play their games it was cool so I've been digging board games this year. Um, so let me give my top five games of the year. All right. Scythe. Played that game one and a half times so far. Uh, it's super interesting. It's a lot of like, it's resource building. They call it engine building because it's something where you're um, slowly building at the start. But towards the end of the game, the moves you make are a lot more effective. Okay. Uh, you're taking over some some space. You can you're taking over some area. You can do combat, but it's not necessary. Like the game we played the other day, there was no combat at all. And it I just like looks, that in the game. Yeah, and it looks really beautiful. It's um, they actually made the game based on this person's art, and the art was like this alternate fic- this alternate history. Post World War One Europe, but where people had like mechs. Okay. Uh, so in the game you have access to mechs, but it's also like you're farming and stuff. So it's kind of cool. Nice. Mountains of Madness was a super fun game based on HP Lovecraft story. Yeah, I want to play this one for sure. You it should. looks amazing. Alexis got it for me for my birthday. Thank you. So you're climbing your way up this mountain. You have to work together to gather resources needed to. Um, uh, finish objectives but as you move up the mountain you gain different madnesses which Mm -hmm. affect how you communicate with other people at the table so one game we played somebody had to uh, I had a I had to mimic everything somebody else said so (laughs) and the thing is you have like 60 seconds to like or 30 seconds to like put hey I need five communicate yeah yeah so but then if I'm saying everything somebody else is saying it makes it really difficult 
So uh, stuff like that, you know, and it's a little silly to start. Like you got to talk in an accent or, but then it yeah. gets really difficult. Like uh, we were playing with Justin uh, who does our podcast art and he couldn't say any adjectives or numbers. <laughs> and everything is like, you know, we need like four red guns. And so it just becomes really difficult. Yeah. Uh, so it was fun. I felt crazy playing the game. So I thought it was really effective. That's perfect. Yeah. Number three, the big trouble in little China game. Super fun. Just I am so jealous. I want to play that game. There's so much flavor text. It's all very true to the movie. I loved it. It it, kind of captures the energy of the movie. That like kind of frenetic like goofiness. Yeah, absolutely. Real pulpy, real goofy. It's fun. Just, you know, got dudes on the map doing quests. Nothing like nothing new, but just super fun. Also, The Thing, another John Carpenter movie. Great, like, hidden identity game. Obviously, if you've seen the movie, you know what it's about. Yeah, Some, somebody a is, perfect setup for that. Yeah, so same kind of setup as Mountains of Madness, where you have to, like, do these little, little meet these little objectives of, like, collecting resources, but you're handing mm-hmm. in the resources, and you, you kind of want to, if you're the alien, or the thing, you want to fuck it up for everybody. Yeah. So, so it's like an overlay of, like, kind of like a werewolf or mafia style game absolutely on top of it yeah so you want to if you're the thing uh you want to kill everybody you want to like get rid of everybody or you want to get on the helicopter at the end to infect the rest of the world so really you want to like not let it let anybody know that you are the thing so it's you know when to fuck things up when to pull back it's really fun that sounds great i played a bunch of cool games at pax but the most fun i had was uh the and i did i i didn't talk about on the podcast no. So the game was called Escape from Dulce Base, which we've talked about Dulce Base on the podcast. And that's so what, fucking cool. <laughs> so the game was you start on like the bottom level, but then you're moving up through the base and it's actually like a tiered board. Yeah, it's like a three dimensional board. Yeah. And, it's and really, there's like little like mini figures that you're using and stuff. Yeah. And it's really silly. Like you can be Amelia Earhart. You can be an alien like one of the original aliens that crashed at roswell right. yeah so it's really goofy you can get help from bigfoot you can get mothman. help from mothman but then yeah, but I, it's super fun because you're like you can level up you find all these goofy weapons yeah it's like a dungeon crawl kind of game but like in that and like more board game side. it's like a hero quest it seems like yeah but, yeah but and then, set in that world and it was like the the dude one of the dudes who made us like made ugh, one of the dudes who made the game played it with us demoed it and he was so excited because we were having so much fun Mm -hmm. and it was me and dave and justin and uh i think it was just cool to be like the guy was like this is why we made the game because we wanted people to have fun we played another game that day and and the guy was like kicking our butt and we were just like man you're really good at this game and then we were saying some other stuff like oh we like this this and that and the guy was like yeah well when i designed the game it's like oh that's why you're so that's good why. at it. You made the game. But it was that's a fun thing I like about PAX. The convention was like for the smaller people, the smaller yeah. companies that are just like they're putting out one or two games. You're yeah, usually yeah, playing with like the person who made it or like their relative or their friend. Yeah. You know, so I like that idea. The person who made it, the person who is also going to ship it to you when you order it from them. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. And that's like when we played Escape from Dulce Base, uh, the dude was one of the three dudes who made the game. So it was kind of yeah. cool. Uh, I had yeah, a lot I, of fun. I, I need to get this game because it is so my jam. Like I, it, Everything about it is just like, it's a game 
made for me. And as soon as I found it in the convention, I took a picture and sent it to Josh because I was just yeah. like, you're going to love this. And, and I flipped out. <laughs> and they're putting out some other, like, some other, like, uh, paranormal, goofy games moving forward. So uh, this game gets released actually in in January. So uh, yeah. hopefully I'll be playing it more soon. Awesome. And didn't you say that you had uh, discussed the podcast with the creator? No, uh, listener Keegan uh, discussed oh, it. I didn't okay. mention anything. I don't know why. I guess I was just a little shy. But uh, Keegan mentioned it. He's like, oh, man, you should tell him to give us a call and like we'll talk about it. So maybe we'll have them on the on the show. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. I got their card right here. That's from uh, uh, Sentient Cow Games. Sentient Cow. Or Sentient. It it looks amazing. And you should also go back, uh, listener, and check out our Dulce Base episode. It was one of the early ones, but also one of my favorites, because that that is some wacky shit. Yeah, and and this game just like... I think it takes that and turns it up to, like, 12. Yeah. Um, and then to cap out my board game uh, discussion, always, always a honorable mention to Cosmic Encounters. Played a couple games this year and uh, screamed the whole way through it as people were getting fucked over and mm-hmm. flipping the script and everything. One of my top five favorite games of all time. I think yeah. I, I think I need to thank uh, listener Jim for that one, turning us yeah. on to that. Um, I, I can't think of Cosmic Encounter without thinking about Jim. So for his birthday this year, we ended up getting him like a early 80s T-shirt yeah. of Cosmic Counters. And it's awesome looking. Shit is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Jim? What's up? All right. All right. My last thing is uh, I'm going to I'm going to say this Jersey style homeownership. Oh, homeowners. You're a homeowner uh, this year. I'm a homeowner. Jamie and I bought a house this year, which I've talked about on the podcast. It was challenging. Uh, it nearly broke us. The, the process was a lot. Uh, we were fighting about weird shit in, during the process, which is a sign that we were both freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But we've now been in the house for a few months, and I love it. I feel constantly overwhelmed by the amount of shit that I have to do here, that we have to do here. But it's very fulfilling doing that shit. Like, fixing my own shit is awesome. It's a great feeling. I'm going to spend a big chunk of today and tomorrow setting up a dishwasher and building a cabinet for the dishwasher. And I never thought I'd be excited to do something like that, but I am. Because I'm like, this is our house. We're making it better. This is awesome. Look at you. And I have my own fucking weirdo Texas Chainsaw Massacre shack in the backyard that I have painted and turned into my little workshop area. Oh, work on little, my bikes in there. Little man cave? Uh. <laughs> It looks like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre shack, though. Great. Oh, like, you legit. have a bunch of hooks hanging from the... No, the I mean, from the outside. It's just the way it's built. It's mm-hmm. got siding on parts of it and different colors and stuff. But the inside, I've made a lot better. I painted, put up some lights. I got a motorhead uh, fabric tapestry that I hung up there yesterday. Perfect. I felt it wouldn't be complete without a heavy metal fabric poster. You graduated from the Doors tapestry and moved up to the Motorhead one. Cool, cool, cool. No, my Iron Maiden one, which I I somehow lost or left behind when I moved to Seattle. So I, I needed to replace it with something cool. But yeah, it's awesome. And I'm stoked I get to do this with Jamie. We have talked about how we're going to die here, and I'm happy about that. Great. I mean, not soon, but eventually. So you're definitely not moving back to Philly. Jeez. Signs point to no. Fine. I'm sorry, buddy. It's okay. Unless 
our Patreon is wildly successful, and I could rent a little apartment in Philly and fly back sometimes. <laughs> sure, sure. That's how that'll work. <laughs> Make that big-time podcast money. Uh-huh. If if all 75 of you just chip in $100 a week. I think pretty much Joe Rogan is the only person that can do that. <laughs> he's raking it in. Well, he's we going to talk good. about weed more. He's got good content. Anyway. <laughs> my turn? Yeah. Oh, so that, that was your... Here's that my was last my final one. thing. I think it's pretty obvious what it's going to be. Improv. Yeah. I've had such a good time this year taking classes and joining a group and just kind of getting to laugh like an idiot every, once a week, pretty much. You know, I laugh like an idiot here, but uh, this yeah. is in front of other people and not my closest friend. So it makes it a little different. And just being accepted as like the old weirdo in a group of young people who don't have any of that judgment at all it's all me so i i'm i'm really stoked about it. it's nice it's a nice feeling yeah and it's been awesome seeing you do this and seeing you engage with it and be really excited about it like that's yeah. i i've said before on the podcast i like when people like things so seeing somebody i love so much doing a thing that they're really passionate about has been rad for me and like makes me want to do it too it's, like i want to get in on this game it's fun and like i you know i don't <laughs> i definitely don't say this about a lot of things i don't say it about my career and i don't say it about much else but i feel like i'm kind of good at it like in a way which I'm, i can absolutely see that I, I so i can say that with like i don't feel i'm like yeah i think you know i could, I could definitely get better but i'm like i think i can be really good at this so i like it i'm fun i'm having fun so far so good oh and we're going to have our second performance in like two weeks. So that'll be very, very exciting. Awesome. I think that's two weeks. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I better, you wanna, I better prepare. I'm going to do a little zip zap zap real quick. Do you want to say when and where? Yeah. So it's going to be uh, Friday, January 11th at uh, Headlong Studios in South Philadelphia, Broad and Ellsworth. Okay. Um, we'll be part of Chim Cham, which is a monthly uh, indie improv group um showcase show okay yeah should be fun can we can we do this a little scene right now oh sure 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 of uh say it's it's the night of chim cham and you you arrive with your group rooster boys and you see on the the marquee (laughs) because they have those definitely uh that wet crackers is performing oh shit and this okay so um all right uh wait does it say wet crackers but not rooster boys no, it, wet rooster boys and wet crackers. Oh shit! Okay, okay. So, uh, <clears throat> uh, walk, 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 walk. Oh shit! Wet crackers. Wait, could it be? That's right, motherfucker. <laughs> oh shit! Josh's improv group is performing. He didn't even tell me he was coming to. I don't know why I'm saying this in the third person. He didn't even tell or second person. He didn't even tell me he was coming to Philadelphia. Dennis, it's you, Josh. I've been doing some improv, buddy. I've been keeping it a secret, and I've been doing it with some of my new best friends that I would like you to meet. See, I never said anybody... Uh, pause scene. I never said anybody in this group was my new best friend. I like them. Excuse me, that you... you I think stopping a scene I know. to dispute something is not yes ending. I'd also just like to say... I mean, I'm say, no improv master, but... <laughs> I am an improv master. I'd also just like to say that... Um, my, the improv, quote unquote, that we do on this show is not at all uh, representative of, of what I have the ability to do. I just want to want to make that clear. 
All right, end scene. End scene. <laughs> you just killed it. Thanks. Yeah, sorry. I was going to introduce you to my new best friends and improv partners, uh, Bigfoot. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait. Any Un- better? Hold on, unpause. <laughs> hey, why don't you introduce me to your new best friends? Oh, here's my friends, uh, Bigfoot. Oh, hey, Bigfoot. <laughs> Eddie better. Uh-huh. Eddie, good to know you. Good to see you. And Vetty Edders. Three. Couldn't get, couldn't get to number three. No. What it, What do you mean? This is Vetty Edders. My bottom five of... Hey, what's up, man? I'm Vetty Edders. <laughs> Why does he sound like... Yeah, just, this is a fucking improv, man. Why does he sound like Bigfoot, kinda? Bigfoot... Why does he sound like Bigfoot mixed with Bobcat Goldthwait? Um, my bottom shot, five of the year... Bigfoot hunter. <laughs> my bottom five Never of the year right. is your inability to make up people's names. I would put that near the top for myself. I'm, I know, I'm proud of myself. I know some listeners would put that at the top. Thank you. Uh, friends such as Jabil Bajonzel. Jabil Bajonzel. Haas and Pepper Incorporated. Jonathan Roosterbon. <laughs> three. Just get to three. Our third listener. And Kimmy Christmas. K- Kimmy Christmas? K-R-I-S-S-M-I-S-S. Or is it Kimmy Christmas? No, it's Kimmy Christmas. Kimmy Christmas. Well... Look, Thanks for being dedicated listeners, folks. No matter what you celebrate, whether it be Christmas, Kimmy Christmas, or anything else, happy holidays. Yeah, man. Happy New Year. Hey, more importantly, Thank- happy New Year. Thanks for sticking with us all this time. Yeah. Listening to whatever we do. And hey, little word of advice for you. Life is short. You're going to die one day. Go take an improv class or fuck a Bigfoot. <laughs> word of advice. You're going to die one day. Keep that in mind. That's uh, great. Thanks. Hey, Dennis. Hey, what up, Josh? That's all the time we have for this year. Call. Oh, oh we've been on the phone. It feels like we've been on the phone for a year. Yeah, man, this is a long one. Hey, I gotta go. <laughs> Bye, Bye, everybody. Love you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.